Welcome again to It Doesn't Take a Genius, conversation with introspective perspectives and pithy points of view. Here are your hosts, my friends, Max and Marty. I think that's Mark and Mike. Yeah, whatever. Ramsey! Marshall, so good to see you uh, in a in a lovely background there. It looks uh, just uh, quaint and, and creative and enjoyable there. It does, it does. I wish it was mine. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know whose it is. So I won't say on, yes. on air, but uh, yeah, it, it, it fits perfectly. Oh, fits yes. Perfectly. It's one, of, one of the smartest people we know. That's right. Uh, right. So if I can't be that person, I can at least, you know, <laughs> pretend like I'm in their space and hope something rubs off. Right? The, Virtual the osmosis. Got yeah, it. the universe will give me something. <laughs> so so uh, I don't know that that has a segue naturally into what we're talking about, but uh, I'm going to make a segue. Um, and here's the segue. You, uh, well, here, here it is. Uh, you had a really smart idea for an episode uh, based on a recent experience you had uh, with a client. Um, and I, I think you and I both have probably had this same experience several times, but you know, t- tell, the, <laughs> tell your recent version. Oh, yeah. So it, it all stemmed from our episode on the, the great resignation. Yeah. And the fact that, that, that every one of your employees, if you're a manager or business owner, they're all getting wooed. Right. right? And we talked about, yeah, other people are trying to woo. And it was funny because I was meeting with a group of managers and I brought this up. And two of the managers in the room said they had recently been wooed. <laughs> they're, they're like, I can testify that people are getting offers. I got one. And one manager, it was incredible. It was a, it was a, a place that was a little less commute and it was 150000 more a year. Yikes. And he turned it down. So oh, yeah, he, oh, beautiful. You know, so, so great, great place. Great. Culture. Yeah. Somebody's doing something right there. Yeah, this is the, one of those places. So then that, that brought up the conversation of how do you demonstrate to your team members that you care? Mm-hmm. And so we started, you know, one-on-one coaching and, and, and you know, meetings and, and favorite foods. And right, we had this list. And then this, this theme emerged from the list. And it was the, you know, because you and I are in the coaching business. And a lot of times the coaching business turns into the you know, we used to business, yep. <laughs> you know, and so there was a whole list of things that they used to do. Uh-huh. And so, you know, they, they used to have a, an all employee meeting, they gathered the, the whole team together and, and, and recognize people and introduce the new team members and, yes. you know, celebrate and stuff like that. Yeah, we quit doing that, you know, and they quit mm-hmm. doing that before, you know, COVID had kind of encouraged that, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the one-on-one conversation, some of the coaching, just, just things like this, that, you know, the manager's like, yeah, I used to do that. Mm-hmm. And so then we got to talking, all right, so what was one of the things that, that stopped you from doing it? And what, what the theme was that emerged was there was, there was the naysayer, uh, the lowest common denominator team member, the mm-hmm. guy girl who just didn't like it mm-hmm. that all employee meetings waste of time yeah uh, right. you know i don't know why you're talking to me you know i don't know why we have to you know and yeah. so what we figured out was that these people were the tiniest of minorities and yet we're running the show point, yeah they wore the manager down and then mm-hmm. the manager just quit you're right, mm-hmm. even though it was, they saw value in it, right? Because we, we brainstormed the attributes. And it's like, does it have value? Do people look forward to it? 
it had all of these things, and yet the manager gave up because one or two people just wore them down. Yeah. And yeah. so that became the conversation of, you know, and, and people got a little angry. People were like bristling, like, I can't believe I let them do that to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, like right. I, I'm the leader and I let one or two people take me off. One guy said, take me off my game. Right. Right. Here's right. my leadership game. And it was, it was tight. And I let this person take me off my game. Yeah. Uh, you know, they were, they were, there was frustration, disappointment. There was a lot of feelings about right. this and, a, and, and, I, you know, it actually ended up in a really good place once we got it all out on the table. So you've referenced a couple of episodes that we've done recently that uh, got some, some interaction uh, with us, some, some positive feedback. Uh, the episode on the great resignation and sort of being ready for that. I, I recently heard it called the big quit. I like that one too. Um, uh, and I have clients actively talking to me about that. Uh, one has already um, quit. Um, another may. Uh, so yeah, this is happening all over the place. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast and you have employees, this is for you. It really is true. So we'll, we'll make sure we put a link to that. Um, you also referenced, you know, one of the things you can do to, do to be really sticky with your employees, which is all these ideas on demonstrating care. We have an episode on that. And now you're suggesting this is sort of a third episode. This is the maybe the, the final leg of the trilogy, which is, but what if some people buck that care? What if some people don't want those programs, those activities, whatever, and they become that squeaky wheel that that uh, that is the naysayer, the whiner, um, uh, that that is not fitting in with the culture that you think you're trying to build there. What do you do? So, you and I have come today uh, to to talk about um, you know something from either side of the coin that you can accomplish. And I, wh why don't I go first with you know sort of this this. Uh, um, technique. Uh, there's a, a book uh, from the gosh. When did when did Crucial Conversations come out? Was it like early '90s? Yeah, yeah, 90s? yeah, yeah. At least in that time frame. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so this is a this is a business classic, uh, leadership classic, uh, called Crucial Conversations, and it's it's a you know goodness. There could be a podcast called Crucial Conversations, and there probably is. Um, but but let me give you one little uh, nugget that I took from uh, from that material, which is the idea of the point of a crucial conversation is, you know, that this is a little risky because this could go off the rails, but I really need a breakthrough to happen with this person. I, I really need things to change. So one of the, the techniques from the book is to really think through the observations because those are facts. And to also think through your feelings, because your feelings are facts. Your feelings may be wrong, but the fact that you're having them is a fact, right? So, you know, hey, Mr. Salesman, um, you know, every time I have an all-employee meeting, you're late. Uh, you usually sit there with your arms crossed. Uh, you complain uh, in public that uh, you think it's a waste of time. Those are all facts, right? We we haven't we haven't said anything that's accusatory at this point. We're just stating facts, mm -hmm. and instead of accusing them and saying you're a jerk, what we're instead going to say is something along the lines of, uh, "I feel like you are actively fighting me in an effort I'm making on behalf of morale here." 
there's one off the top of my head of, of a, a, a way you could start that conversation. So you're, you're, you know, you're, you're allowing yourself to go down a path here of having a, really a moment of conflict with this person, but in a way where you're setting the stones, building the foundation here to, to talk about some things that cannot be argued with. You know, you know, you've done these five things. You may not realize the impact it's had. Here's how I feel about what you're doing there. You might even add some of the observations you could make about how other people have reacted to what you've done and, and the, the, the drag that you've had on other people. And of course, you, you wouldn't want to have this conversation unless you really had a goal to say, look, I need you on board. You know, I, I need you to show up on time for the meetings and, and participate or you know, what, whatever it is. Um, but, but that's the start of the conversation is laying out that foundation of you know, here are the facts. I've, I've observed all this. And here's another fact. Here's how I feel about it. And we need to get to a new place. Let's talk. And that's, that's the start of the conversation. So you could address this person directly in a, in a very fair way. Um, that's, that's one side of the coin. Um, any thoughts on that before we move on to the other side of the coin? No, I like the, that it's specific. You know, there's no yeah. generalizations to start the conversation. Right. And, I, and I'm a huge fan of taking photos. So, so if I see a management team meeting, right, if I'm leading a meeting, I'll often take a photo of the crowd. Do you really? Oh, yeah. And so sometimes the photo, quit laughing at me, the, uh, sometimes the photo, right, has the depiction of what it is that you're, that you're describing. Right. And, and so you've got all these people smiling, right? You got this one guy who looks like Jeff Dunham's, you, you know, grumpy yeah. puppet, you know, you know, he's sitting there, he's, he's, his shoulders are slightly turned away from the rest of the crowd. He's, you know, he's got a big frown, arms are crossed, you know, and so, so sometimes describing it is one thing and then yeah. showing the photo. Yeah. Right? What do you observe about yourself in this photo? Right. I look like I'm chewing lemons. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> you know, and, that's hysterical. You know, so so yeah. How do you how do you vividly bring this to life? Yeah. You know, and you, and, and you said show. I mean, that's the whole point. Is I could tell you, hey, you're really uh, a pain, but I could show you your pain by making these observations and and taking pictures live during meetings. That's only you, Marshall. Only you. Everybody doesn't do that. <laughs> I think it's hysterical. I do it all the time. I thought it, <laughs> thought it was normal. It's a great idea. I'm just saying, I've never heard anybody do it. Oh yeah, I got I got tens of thousands of them. Yeah, and and it's interesting, right? Because when I have the conversation that you're talking about, the photo sometimes nothing needs to be said. Huh. Right? You just show the photo and go, what do you what do you see here? Is, yeah. is, this, is this how you want to portray yourself after they describe what right. they see? And all of a sudden we're having a conversation about, about leadership and impact and, and, yeah. and, and teamwork and, and how do we get people in the right frame of mind and all those great. crazy cool conversations. Yeah, love it. Okay, so now give us the flip side. Um, what's, what's the other side of this coin? Uh, uh, dealing with that person's negative behavior is one thing. You see another side of the coin too. Well, yeah, yeah. I've uh, I've always called this, uh, you know, people who are stricken with old fartitis. <laughs> so old fartitis is, you know, you don't have to even be old to, to be stricken. That's I've true. Young young people afflicted with the disease of, 
you know, they're they're just not happy about anything that you right. Do. And there can be a multitude of reasons for that. Maybe they think they should have your job, or you're too young, or you're too old, or whatever the the reason is. The 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 my technique for that is is how do I get them involved? How do I get them engaged? How do I how do I acknowledge? Uh, the expertise that they have, because pretty good chance if they if they if they're suffering from old partitis, yeah. they've been around a while, they've seen some stuff, they have good ideas. Sure. And so so before say I'm going to bring back the all employee meeting, before I announce it, I go to this person and I say, hey, I think we need to get everybody together, uh, mm. kind of disjointed, uh, and kind of share a, a, a common you know, message and maybe celebrate some stuff. So how would you do that? How could we do that? That would be you know least amount of impact on productivity in the workday mm. and, and still make it fun. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we've got, you know, I've got them leaning in, I've got them engaged. If they yeah. if and and best case scenario, they lean in and they give me some good ideas, and lo and behold, I've gotten some great ideas doing it this mm-hmm. You know, mid-case scenario is well, I don't really have a lot of ideas, but I'll participate. And then worst case scenario is they never come around to it, but I, I go back to kind of where you're at and say, okay, let me secure an agreement here. Let me secure a commitment. Mm-hmm. I can tell you're not on board with this. For the first round, can I get your commitment that you won't work against it? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And and see if I can, if I if I can't get you enthusiastically involved, I'm going to get you to at least commit to not being that naysayer that lowest common denominator the person who's negative nilly or whatever you want to call them and so i secure that commitment and then we've got something to talk about if they don't live up to the commitment yeah right and and so it's not yeah you were being negative and i didn't care for that well you should have let me know ahead of time that negativity was something you didn't care for all right Mm. now i'm letting you know ahead of time that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah you working against me on this is a bad thing if you got a problem with it come to me but I appreciate you not tearing the whole thing down in front of the rest of yeah. the students. And some of them literally don't realize how much of an impact they have. They're, you know, they're shocked when you have that uh, conversation eventually to say, this is what it looks like. And this is what it does. Um, mm-hmm. they, they, they forget the power of their words and, and, and so on. But it, but it struck me in what you're talking about on the positive side of the coin that, you know, um, y- you are having to share with them the why, the purpose behind this thing you want to do. And um, it, we had a, a coworker uh, years ago. Uh, I don't know if you'll remember this, um, but we, anytime we had employee meetings where we were getting employee teams together to work on a process, you know, he, he would always start the conversation with um, why it's important. And so he'd say, you know, this process, we're going to figure out how to improve it. Why is this process important to the store? Why is this process important to you? Why is this process important to the customer? And so he would cover, you know, sort of the gamut there and make sure that um, people understood the, the importance and value of it. Okay, now let's go research and figure out how to, you know, improve that process. But he would always start there. Right, right. And, and you see that a lot of times we take it for granted. We make the assumption that they know why we're doing this. Right. right. Why are we having this coaching? Why are we having this training? Why are we, you know, and they don't. That's right. <laughs> right. That's you right. have to, you have to connect the dots. 
Yep. You know, this is connected to our vision, our mission, whatever, and this is yep. how it relates to that, and this is how we all impact it individually, and that's why we're going to talk about it and see if we can uh, get better at it or, or whatever we need to do. Yeah, whatever so, that is. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, yeah, bringing them in on the why, seeing if I can get their ideas, maybe even get them to participate, and worst case scenario, just don't work against them. I like it. And then if uh, if there's a violation of that, you can go to the, the crucial conversation and and have a direct. Uh, it, it's a it's a conflict. I mean, it, it truly is a conflict, and some of us don't like to go there. But you have set yourself up for success with uh, the, the ways we're talking about uh, guiding yourself into that conversation. So, mm-hmm. hope this is helpful to some folks out there who are listening. Yes, yes, and like I said, it was a common theme in the room that a lot of people had allowed this to happen to themselves. That's right. Strong, strong leaders, strong leaders who truly knew who they were and believed what knew what they believed, and yet they let a few people take them off their game. So yeah. don't let these people take you off your game. You know what needs to be done. The rest of the people appreciate it. Uh, just go forth and, 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 as the cable guy says, get her done. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, speaking of getting her done and being someone who maybe appears sarcastic but has never pulled against us. No, no. He loves John it. Wolf. John Wolf, the voice in the sky. <laughs> and that's a wrap. It doesn't take a genius. The blog dedicated to reducing the irreducible. Next time, prime numbers. What makes them so special? Join us then. And thanks for listening.